don't, don't make me laugh is the main thing. I'm trying not to make myself laugh. Well, look, we can have a laugh later, but we will just have a chat. I know, do you want to crack the mystique? Okay, here we go. This is Aldous Harding, and you're listening to Q Presents The Making Of. I'd like to try it And know that I've done well Grab hold of my future Win the money back Take mom's parents Hello, listener. This is Q Presents The Making Of a weekly pod where we get to intimately know the life and work of great musical artists. My name is Ted Kessler, and I'm very happy to bring the making of on a road trip this week. We're recording this in the home of the famous 4AD Records in South London, and you join us amongst the early morning bustle of the music business, and the building is flooded with creative juices. On the walls, there's various posters and 4AD artefacts, TV on the radio's album of the year, Scott Walker's 30 Century Man poster, there is some stuff with the Cotter Twins, Red House Painters, Deer Hunter and all the other great groups that they've put out over the years. And I'm here with one of my favourite modern singers and songwriters who's trying to make me laugh or trying not to make herself laugh, the artist known as Aldis Hardin. Aldis Hardin is the stage name of Hadda Hardin and she's released two albums so far, both of which are intensely moving. I was moved. Firstly, there was the self-titled debut in 2014, and then in 2017, she brought out Party, a deep, brooding album that invoked all the emotions you normally feel after a party has been cleared away. I listened to Party a lot in both 2017 and then constantly throughout 2018. I was very happy to learn that she's about to release a third album this April called Designer. Aldous Hardin, hello. Q presents The Making Of. You did extremely well. Thank you very much. I like holding it now. Now we're talking. I'm yeah, happy. I'll hold okay, that as so well. Yeah, see. So can you hold down here oh, and just God. be really... And just I've got mic technique issues here from Sue. Okay. You... Oh, this but is fantastic. This. this is perfect. Look, yeah, this she's is... a singer. Well, we should describe really right. maybe for what's going on. They've I'm built a me a desk. They've built me a little desk out of books and cardboard. I don't know what this is. Well, it's your work. Okay, well... <laughs> and, and well done. Um... How are you? I'm okay. I'm actually having a really good morning now you? that you're here. Oh, thank you. You're making me laugh and all <laughs> my... The desk nearly fell over, guys. Okay, so this is what I'm just going to do here. Move it out a little bit. Cool. It, don't worry, my mum was a puppeteer to my jeans. <laughs> um, Excellent. So I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm good. Are you a morning person? Not, I, I don't think so. I think that I feel physical pain when it's time to get up before right. I feel ready. So, so no, you know, right. I got anything but this, okay. anything but getting up. But then, of course, like anything good for you once you're up, you go, oh, that was fine. It's just, yeah, it's just breaking through that. But and if so, if you woke up naturally, you'd be happy. Yeah. If I woke up naturally. Like anyway, you didn't have have something to do, like you could just like... But then it can go the other way too. You can oversleep and then feel dozy and then end up watching like really awful videos on YouTube all day about, you know, like... Like I don't know. What would you watch? Animal? Like abducted for 28 years. (laughs) Right, okay. More, you know, the... The dark side of polygamy and things like that. Oh, I was thinking more sort of dogs skateboarding, but that's... Right, okay. What well, about well that doesn't ex- 
They don't exactly plunge the depths of human experience. <laughs> That's true. Shall I call you Hannah or Aldous? Don't what? care. Hannah. Is okay. Matter. How does the character of Hannah differ from Aldous? Does it at all? Well, I certainly don't do what I do on stage in my room. No. You know, and I don't wear my pyjamas on stage. So it's a performance. But I think I'm pretty... It's funny because I want to be sincere. Mm. But it has to be interesting. And there's a combination of the of the two of the somebody who is just that and somebody who is looking for that but i think it's very um often i i think i'm doing something with my performance that's completely not what's happening out there right do you know what i mean yeah. i'll you know it's like when you know, you dance, you know, or you or you go out on the town, and then you see photos of yourself, and you go, "Is that what I look like?" Yeah. You know. And, but it's interesting because it is that is real, and the and the and the hunt for the the cool thing to do or the right thing to do, the the hunt, the mm. realness of the hunt is part of, I guess, what makes it interesting. And I guess the before, yeah, exactly. So the art that you create is as much. Yeah. So sometimes I feel I feel really strong, and I feel dangerous, and I feel, and then you'll see a moment where I realise what I'm doing, and that maybe I just want to go home. Mm. So that's all. It's all in there. Mm. So you're a few weeks away from album release. Um, are you anxious? Do you yes. feel, or do you feel like a confident? I'm anxious because I it's it's a beautiful thing that needs my attention and concentration and I'm not necessarily somebody who's willing to give that all of the time and knowing you know being an unpredictable kind of person and no like a commit fear of commitment really mm. you know I feel a little bit like I'm marrying someone I don't really know so it's like you feel like you're marrying someone that you well, don't know. Well, I mean, no. Again, you know, these interviews, just like my records, they're just thoughts. I don't necessarily mean all of it. But I th- it's all passed through at yeah. some point. But um, I, I, know the un- I know the only thing about... The one thing I know about my life is that it is unpredictable because I live in the same world you do, right? Yeah. So I will, I, you know, it's like the um, Mike Tyson quote, everyone has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. So I'm going to do the plan and I'm sure I'll run into things and versions of myself that make it harder. But I don't really know what else to do, you know. I can't. Even if I was, you know, you asked me if I'm anxious, even if I was really scared, I, 
I don't want to be the person that turns around and asks people, you know, to forget it. Mm. No, you've made a really good sad. record, so you just have to just... Oh, thank you. Oh. You have to go into the storm, don't you? Oh, this is the record I've made. And... I've made a good record, have I? It's the first... Is that the first nice thing I've said to it's you? It's the first nice thing you've said to me okay, all day. Well, we're going to get into the record later, but I think it's a very good record. Oh, thank I, you. I, hang on, I said the last record was really good too. Oh, look, he's snatching the mic away from you. I'm not snatching anything. Okay, look, just... We've got some technical issue. We do. We just, the technical issue that, being me. Oh, my God, he's actually holding on to it. He won't give it... What's that technique? <laughs> my technique. Right. <laughs> so I need to sort of hold it deeper. Yeah, hold it deeper because it looked... More of a clinch. Yeah, you looked like a sort of larger woman trying to look dainty eating a cake. That's all actually how I drink beer too. I my little finger raised. I don't know don't why. Don't doubt it. You don't doubt it. Okay. So can we go back? You, this is your interview. You. Okay. <laughs> Tell me where you grew up and what that bringing was like. Please. Hannah. This is, an, this is a weird question because we moved a lot. And I don't know how much people want to, like, do people want to know the places I grew up and when I moved from those places? Or, or should I say, you know, we moved around a bit within the South Island of New Zealand. And then um, eventually we ended up on an organic farm. As my mother married a man called David and he's wonderful and I have a lot to um, thank him for. Um, and then after that I went back to Dunedin, finished, or didn't finish high school a year of high school, dropped out, went to Europe, kind of just mucked about. Um, yeah, see, I, I've already gone, but that's not really telling you much about me growing up, because well, you said where, I think it was the where that threw me, Yeah. Okay. because then I get focused on the place, and then I think about all the places, and before we know it, I've grown up. Well, you've moved lots of, you've lived in lots of places, yes. for a start, which is different to some people, I would have thought. Okay. And you've not made maybe so you've you're quite good at making friends and or being on your own. I don't know how good I am. It's that's a funny one because how do you know that being on your own? You know the desire to be on your own. Is it because you don't want anyone else to see, mm. or that you actually? Want enjoy your own company, so I think it's actually more the latter for me. Mm. When I want to be on my own, it's that I don't want anyone to see. Mm. I don't want to be alone, but I don't want, you know. And it's like, well, people ask you, what do you like to do? Well, I like to watch TV and eat and smoke cigarettes and stay in the flat. Is that really what I like to do? Not really. It's what I feel like I have to do because of, you know, especially if it's, if times are weird. But that's not, that's, that's, a, your uh, place of comfort isn't necessarily your place of fulfillment, you know. 
So I find questions like that a bit tricky to answer. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. When did music first start making an impact on you? Well, my mother and my dad were both musicians. But, I, I mean, yeah, I grew up going to lots of folk festivals and, and things like that. So blackboard concerts and, you know, we'd go to folk festivals and they'd buy the CD of the people playing. Mm. And, um, and yeah, my mum, my, my dad was really into music, but I didn't live with him. So... Um, and my mum had like a few records I can remember she had Captain Beefheart Frank Zappa um, Janis Joplin Alison Krauss Sean Colvin these are the albums I remember um, what else did she have some other yeah some other and, and, but other than and Tom Waits other than that like we had a few CDs and things, but she was never. She liked to play music and be involved in, in music rather than she didn't really nerd out, and I definitely have that too. Um, but I just listened to the radio, and you know it was pop music. It was designed to make you feel good, you know, and it didn't feel like a trick the way it can feel now when you learn all this other stuff and people go, pop me and you go, it feels good, you know. If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad, you know. But then there's all this other stuff about you have to fine-tune your, you know, what excites you and things like that. And, yeah, you come up up against all that shit, I guess, when you get older. But I loved the radio and I loved the top ten and I loved... You know, when I got my first, I don't even know what you call it, tape was a tape recorder slash radio. And I remember I hated going to bed. I hated going to bed. But when I got that, I looked forward to going to bed because I would listen to the radio and it was like I wasn't alone, Mm. you know. And then a song would come on and I would go, oh, my God, this is the been waiting for and then I'd spring up out of bed and you know dance in the dark on the carpet so that I remember that being my first kind of independent um, relationship with music that my mum also wasn't um, with me for um, and I got a big box of tapes from my mother's friend she said, see if there's anything in there you like. And apparently the only two songs I played over and over again were Seals and Crofts, Summer Breeze, and that... Whoever does that one. Yeah. That one. And it's just on and on. Right. Between those two. Cool. This is Aldous Harding, and you're listening to Q Presents The Making Of. Where did you think that um, you'd like to write a song now? So I was wondering this how is where it people get, get to that stage. I think a lot of people I knew were doing it. And 
my mum had always hoped that I would be into music. And she knew that I was, but she also knew that I was on this, you know, um, fight for... independence from from that mm. um, you know I didn't want to be that because that was her and sometimes when you're a kid you want to do what your parents do and sometimes you you'll do any, you want to do anything but mm. so I think you know when I went to high school in Dunedin and it was kind of quite an arty institution and, you know, all the boys had long hair and all the girls had short hair and and I think I just, I was feeling quite confused and angsty and I thought, you know, this is a way I can celebrate these feelings, or the, so they say. <laughs> So they say, you know, and so I tried it, and then I guess I kept trying it, and but again, there's so much stuff inside of all of that that probably is closer to the answer you deserve, but it's private, you know, and yeah. it's 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 boring to those that don't know what that's like. So that's fair enough. So, but but. You actually got to write songs. I suppose that's what we're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're trying to. What, whatever the reason, the yeah. deeper reason behind it, you actually got there. Yeah. Um, how did the first album come together for you as a collection of songs? Again, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, it's you know it's 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 personal, but I've I've spoken about it before. I was, um, I became really uh, quite unwell and obsessed with religion and sort of blasphemous poetry and, you know, the imagery at that time was quite full on in my head, you know, but uh, so many teenagers bite off more than they can chew, and it takes them years to walk back, and that's mm. all it was. Mm. But it feels really poetic and rem- you know, because you told you're brilliant your whole life. When something like that happens, you go, "Well, of course, you know, something had," and you just take yourself too seriously. Mm. And that's basically what that record was: was me losing my mind a little, um, but then getting it back, you know, um, which is, you know, those stories are everywhere. I just mm. have a microphone, you know. Did, did making party help with that? Well, making... I think love... Love saved me, whether it was a, the distraction of endorphins mm. or, you know, 
Yeah, I don't know, but I, I managed to get out of it, and um, it's just distract. I mean, you just just you don't realize you just distract yourself from yourself for so long, and you can convince yourself that you're cured or, or that it's progress until you stop. You know, so party was you know, a, an album of love and... This is about more or less the same things this album's about, just delivered in a different way. Mm. This is, this is, this, this record's more all-inclusive. It's less about, there's less... Well, actually, no, there's not less I's and me's, but I feel less like it's I and me and I'm, I'm hoping that other I'm not trying to hold people in this space and listen to my thing. I'm I'm kind of holding, trying to hold hands with a few more people and say, you know, isn't it funny? Mm. As opposed to... Yeah, it, it's much sort of richer mm. um, instrumentation on it, isn't it? And it's more rhythmic as well. So that kind of makes it feel like it's more universal. To I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I wanted, and I didn't do this intentionally when writing, but when I was hearing the rhythms that were coming up and the and the phrasing and the 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 um, the, the sort of. It was a lot more neutral and supportive, the vocals, as I was writing. And then I realised that the songs were just taking that turn and, and, and I, didn't, I didn't try to do that, but I didn't try to stop it, mm-hmm. when, it was, when it happened. And basically, I, I want to be clear that I... I don't think you have to be... Maybe people built it up in their minds that I'm this really... And I am. But I'm also this other thing. Yeah. And I didn't think that... I didn't feel like I wanted to show any of that in the last one. So you don't... I'm basically saying you don't have to be the kind of serious you might envision to be taken seriously. You know, you don't have to be serious to be, you know, you can be seriously happy or seriously unapologetic about the risks you take and the, 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 you know, Mm. it's basically, it's all fine. You just have to be prepared to to carry it and everything that comes with that, Mm. right. Where were you when you wrote, because you've moved to Wales now, where were you Mm. when you wrote a lot of the album? So I wrote four on the road, doing party. Doing party, right. And then I wrote Treasure in the Barrel and Designer at my mum's house. Right. Because I'd, I'd essentially lied to John. I, not lied, but I, he said, have you got songs? And I went, yeah. This is John Parrish. John right? pa- yeah. and And I did, but I didn't have... All of them. I was about six short. It's quite. That's half. Which is uh, that's more than half. Half. So, and there was already a date. 
so I had to sit down and write. So I spent about a week at my mum's just getting those songs finished. (laughs) (laughs) And then Dam and Zoo Eyes finished in the studio. Right. And when you... And how's my mic technique now? It's gone kind of even... I don't know, but it's covered in hair. Okay. You must know that. What? The mic. It's covered in hair? It's covered in oh, hair. it's got little... It has. It's got little... Pieces. I don't know. Is that my hair? I... God, I hope no, not. No. <laughs> has that been bothering you the whole time? It's not... I think it's just... Maybe it was because I put it on the yeah, carpet over there. there. <laughs> it's just... It's just fluff. It's not hair, I promise. It's not hair. It's not here. <laughs> it's just fluff. <laughs> um, there's so many good lines on the record. Right? Yeah? Don't no, I don't know. No, there are. So we go. I'm going to give you a couple. Okay. Well, I mean, you already know them. Better not but... be that fucking Dubai one. No, that is quite a good one, though, too. I mean... Well, I don't think it's a great line, but people keep asking me about it. And they go, and someone came up to me and they were like, they didn't come up to me, but they said, so what were you doing in Dubai? And I was just like, I should have known. Anyway, go on. You're changing flights, I imagine. Anyway, uh, laughing at good work with your ugly son. I think that's a good. That's a good line. You're the first person who's asked me about that. Oh, I wasn't going to ask you like, what does it mean? I just think I love. No, I love that line. It's a good line. Yeah, I think it's funny. Thank you. It's like uh, it's like a I don't know. It's like a parry and a punch in one. It's really good. Yeah. Well, I was just. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Uh, and also stop pinning up your lives like wives is also a very good line too. Thank you. Um, do you write one line at a time here and there or do you it's a wrap mix, it? it's a mixed bag okay. so pilot was stream of consciousness took about 10 minutes really zoo eyes took about two weeks right because I was trying to I had the choruses and I had the start okay um, and then I was like how are we going to balance out this this chorus, this chorus is, I should not be allowed to do this, <laughs> but I'm going to. How am I going to? So the, the verse I had to be very careful with. Where in my head I thought I had to be very careful with. So that one took a while. And then Treasure, Treasure I thought about a lot, which is one of my favorite songs on the record, right. just because of the, I knew what I was thinking, you know, and that's a dream that I'm not going to try and describe to other people because okay. it's boring. Yeah. You know, when people... You try to bring people into your head, and you're like, "I can't see it, man. Be quiet. <laughs> I'm so bored." Other people's dreams are the worst. I'm thing. not in your head. I'm so bored. Mm. So, it's a bit like that. Yeah. When you write the words, do you have to go for a walk? Do you have to drive? Do you sit at a desk? Do you? Mm. What do you like? I. It's room? funny. I can't write. It's a weird thing where I can't begin writing unless I'm stripped naked strung up and hand fed barbecue right mm. so that's limiting isn't it yeah, that's the, yeah so, uh, no there's no there's no special dark art it's just and everyone's different but I've never struggled I don't want to sit here and go it's the easiest because some people aren't like that and maybe that's maybe I'm not I, I, I think I don't necessarily I don't think I'm eccentric because I am incredibly malleable, you know. Yeah. I I don't I don't need. So I can 
do lots of things any time, any... Whoa, the desk fell. Okay. It's fine, it's okay. Is that all right? Alan? I don't want to break Hannah's train of thought. Are you okay? I'm going to survive. I think I'm okay, yeah. Okay. We'll check later. Because you look like you're quivering a little. Quivering? I'm not quivering. Quivering. Okay. Okay. It's just the Is that okay? outrageous nerves I have. Okay. okay. I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, I just about writing. But, uh, you were concerned that you didn't want to say it was easy because it's something that other people find difficult. That too... Then that suggests that people are going to be holding on to my every word, but obviously they're not. But I just mean... It's different for everybody, mm. but I, I think in that way I'm not a true eccentric. I don't have bursts of creativity where I leave people I love behind and my hair's fucked up and, you know, I'm pretty... Um, so it doesn't really matter where, yeah, where I am. Mm. I can always find a way to make it. How's life in Cardiff? Is it Cardiff here? I don't really know. I'm so inward at the moment. Are you? Yeah, just thinking about shows and right. songs. and So even you know, people go, what's, what's it like in Cardiff? And I go, it's great, but, but I don't have any s- nice facts or, or, you know, interesting stories. Because a lot of the time I'm not paying attention. I'm, no. I'm in thinking about a song or thinking about something else. But it's different to be in the Northern Hemisphere than the Southern Hemisphere, generally. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so, but I do... I mean, I'm away from my family, which I, obviously I don't like, but it makes sense that I'm here because it's closer. And to what? To the rest of the world. Right. For shot, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've spent a lot of time in New Zealand recently. I haven't played a show for 11 months. Of course, yeah. I've been at home. Um, so, uh, being in New Zealand is definitely home. But again, I can kind of be anywhere and, and make it work because I am kind of living in my head anyway. Yeah. You know. Is uh, your partner Hugh Evans, H. Hawkeye, and he's going to play in your band too? Yeah. So he's going to carry on doing that because he was doing that before. Yeah. And how do you think playing with him influenced this record at all? I think he is incredible at coming up with parts. And it was quite a thing to be someone's partner but also be someone's um, you know because he does just it's in he's always coming up with things I had to be the one to go okay well we'll use this one yeah but what about this but we'll use this one (laughs) because you know because and and it's because he's incredibly capable and and no and that's something I don't understand because I only play the songs I write, really, yeah. you know. So I think that 
he he and I we've not really done anything like that together before. So, but um, yeah, there are a lot of ide- a lot of his ideas were usable, and um, it's it's great. But uh, there were times where I was like, okay. Yeah. Rain it in, buddy. Well, just, just, just the, just that um, we're so different musically. Yeah. So it was knowing what parts of his strengths to use, and what parts of my strengths, or what parts of John's strengths, or what parts of Gwen. You know, there was sort of a. Um, because and, and and that's not it's not always easy. I mean, it's easy for me to tell people to sit down yeah. about my music, but yeah. you know, yeah, it's just getting a balance, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Q presents the making of. We're going to do something else now. The first thing we're going to do, Hannah, is the biscuit tin. Do is you know this like this? a game? Well, what is it? Some random questions. Oh, I thought you were going to pull a biscuit out and we were going to do like a game. That would be fantastic if we are doing a game of biscuits. We're, we're, they're random questions. Look, it's weird how different reactions you get. Some people are so excited about this. They're just random questions. And then some people do your face that, that the listener can't see, which is one of revulsion. Horror, and, it's and disa- not revulsion, and, and it's disappointment. disappointment because disappointment. I, thought, I thought I was going to do my first kind of, you know, like those program after school programs where they're like, dunk a big bucket of slime on people. I thought it was going to be like a... Because you like said biscuit. That. You Can said biscuit. That? And then yeah. I thought you were going to try to make me eat a biscuit really fast or something. But it's just trash in an envelope. Well, we could do the biscuit if you want to do it. How quickly can you eat it? But I haven't got any biscuits. Biscuit? Hey, we've got this banana, this salt banana here. You can try and eat is that. that your banana? <laughs> That's not my banana. This is my pear. Um, so, Anna, you just need to pick up a few of these random questions out. Oh, but it's kind of a game. Okay, it's I kind like of it. a game, yeah. Okay. Let's pull one at a time and then... You know. What do you consider the most overrated virtue? Stubbornness? Or like strong? Strong will. Strong willed. Right, interesting. I don't you seem think... fairly strong willed to me. I don't yeah. know you very well, I've only met you for 20 minutes. So. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good answer. I felt put on. I mean, that's. I, I think, yeah, being strong. Well, people who um, are... It's just me, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> people who impose um, themselves on... on. Okay. I think black and white thinking, because I know why it's there and so much of our problems, I feel, are there because of it. And it's That's a defence mechanism. Mm. It's a defence mechanism. But without the grey area, you know, there's no strength in... Getting rid of all of your options. That's yeah. not strong. You know. I agree. With you. Navigating your options is stronger, I think. Great. That makes sense. Another one. Oh, We're going to do a few of these. And hopefully, they won't be the same. This better not be really dumb. It might be. I hope it is, actually. Is that your banana? <laughs> what is the one thing that would instantly improve your quality of life? 
Um, a, a reality check. A re, you know, a reality check. A very, a very specific, personalised reality check. Okay. I think. Excellent. It's a good one. There's another one more. Go on. Please don't do that face. This is a game. You wanted a game. But that, you don't know my faces. <laughs> if you had to invite four people, living or dead, to your dream dinner party, who would you choose? And Margaret. I don't know. What are we up to? If you had to a dream dinner party, who would you choose? I'd want more than four people. Four sounds like... Quite a small thing. Quite a kind of... I'd probably choose people that were really stupid so I could be really the smart and fun. Actually, so like probably you two and <laughs> Annette. So that's good. That's fine. So you know it'd be I mean? me, producer Sue, and and because I was thinking, I was like Annette. people that I'd love to meet, but the four people, it'd be this sort of, you know, test of, you know, it'd be like this kind of, we've got to make, you know, um, and I've got a boyfriend, so that rules out any kind of flirt, like yeah. So yeah, just. Just the most random people, people, the nearest people to you at the moment. Yeah. More or less. Fine. Yeah, or like one person that usually makes a bit of a scene to take, to draw, you know. Yeah. See, this is what you thought I didn't I think that's a very do, good answer. But now I feel... You're not letting anyone down. <laughs> Come on, pick one more. Come oh, on, do I get one more? Because it's quite amusing. I like this. Oh, oh you do like it. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> if you had, <laughs> if you had to have your own head, the body of an animal, what animal would you choose? My way. I've got around which wrong way around it is. If you had to have your own head, your own head, an animal's body. Okay. <laughs> um. I can make this happen. An animal's body. Ah. Uh, well, I'd want to fly, so it'd be some sort of bird. I agree with that one. So I'd be like, uh, pigeons always seem to be in a bad way, <laughs> like yeah, with their legs like and things. Yeah, yeah. So I'd probably, but I'd want to be around, pe somewhere I could be around people if I wanted. So, yeah, I don't know, some kind of bird. Uh, so maybe you like, be a, like a bird of I'd, probably, I'd probably be like a tui. It's a oh, native yeah. bird to New Zealand, probably like a tui or a kereru, just yeah. a wood pigeon. Yeah, I've got yeah. a kid's book about a tui, Stewie the Tui. Oh. I read it to my kids. My, my mother-in-law gave it to me. Oh. When is your book coming out? My book? Yeah. I had a book out. Are you, oh, you, oh, you have? Yeah. Have you really? Yeah. <laughs> what? It, my book is called My Old Man, and it's a collection of uh, people writing about their fathers. Oh, really? Yeah. But that you can, it's still available, actually, on through uh, Amazon and various other online booksellers. Easy, mate. wants to buy. Easy. <laughs> well, why not? Jesus. It's very well received. In the, it got some very Jesus. good reviews. Okay. I'll, I'll sign it and send it to you. And so when did you know you wanted to 
be a writer? I, well, I've always wanted to be a writer. Right. Since I was a sort of a teenager, because I really okay. can't do anything else. Right. Literally, as you can tell. Great. I mean, you can tell I can't interview, but I can definitely write. Okay. We're pretty much done now. What matters is what we do, right? Yeah. What, what I do. That's all that matters. Mm. I have to thank you very much for doing this. I have to thank producer Sue for doing this too. Kia ora, Sue. Um, I have to thank the listener for listening. I have to ask you, dear listener, huh. to rate and subscribe to iTunes. They're going to rate my interview? Well, they're going to rate this podcast. I think they're going to, more generally, it's like a more general, they're not going to say, right. I like all the other ones, this one three, other mm-hmm. ones four. That, I think it's just, mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Beautiful. I think we're we're go. going to call it a day. Thank you. And so it, welcome. it was really fun. Thank you. It was fun. Seriously? That was the highlight of my day. So what do I say? She presents the making of. That's it? Not this is Aldous? You can say all that as well. That would be amazing. Yep. Fine. In any voice you want. Q presents in the making of. The making of. Q presents the making of. Hi, this is Aldous Harding. And this is Q presents the making of.